What's up, guys, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Frankie. And I'm Alex. And together, we are FNA Van Life. This is a show where every week we bring you news from the nomadic community or interviews with other nomads so you can know what it's really like to live life on the road. Woo, baby! Welcome back. I'm so glad to be back on the podcast. I feel like, I don't know, even though it happens every week, sometimes I feel like that we're missing it or something. I think that's just because our lives are really crazy right now. Like, we have so much going on, and it's hard to manage everything. It is. Really. It's very hard. Yeah. And I, that's kind of what we're going to be talking about uh, this week is just, like, van life and what that looks like for us with the baby and, like, what's going on with the RV with the baby. Like, babies make things a lot hotter. Yeah, it was funny, like, right after we had the baby, we were having a conversation with my sister, and I guess before we had the baby, you had said to my sister, like, oh, I'm going to have a lot more free time once the baby comes. I don't remember saying that. <laughs> like, maybe I was just in a blur, you know what I'm saying? Maybe. Like, maybe, like, everything was just kind of, like, fizzy, scratchy in my mind, because yeah. I was like... It was coming up, you know? Yeah, you're like, oh, it's so hard, Alex being nine months pregnant, you know? What I thought is that we would have more hands. I what do you mean? Like, in other words, when before you were pregnant, you know, we would do most of the stuff together and mm. like you wouldn't have a hard time doing anything or like we couldn't have you around certain things because you were pregnant, you know? Right. And but now it's almost even worse because yeah. like, yeah, I have my hands back, but my hands are almost always holding a baby. Yeah. Yeah. And th so that's what I mean is I think I kind of thought we were going to have more opportunity to get things done because it's like the two of us again and the baby's there but then the baby's normally sleeping it's like what my <laughs> thought i think was but obviously the baby is not sleeping you know in in the sense of every time we're working well like, and a lot of the time working, you're trying to just get the baby to sleep yeah so half the nap is getting the baby to sleep and then you finally get them to sleep and then you're like okay i can do something and then you get like 20 minutes and you're like god dang it. I, I will say since we started putting her in like the carriage and like having her outside and like walking her around she's been a lot better in the sense of sleeping mm -hmm. you know for longer periods while of time working. while we're working but you know it's also Canada and it's getting colder and it's like you know yeah we could have her out there bundled up and whatnot but what if it starts raining you know these are the days that it makes it a lot harder for us to get anything done yeah, I think basically any kind of weather day, we're basically pooched because, you know, in and out of the van and the way that we're building, we don't have an enclosed space. So we're at the season where it's basically kind of rainy and gloomy half of the week anyways. Yeah, I would say like three quarters of the week a lot of the time it's gloomy or too cold to like do something that we need to do or mm -hmm. like there's always something in our way. Yeah, but we're coming up on a real deadline here, folks. We are... Planning to head to Florida in January yeah. with Sunny the Sun Raider. Yeah. So Sunny is our 1985 Toyota Sun Raider that we've been we purchased back in May. Yeah. And we've been renovating ever since, and we are kind of at the point where we are not close to being done. Yeah. There's still like a real big list of projects that need to get finished. Yeah, it's kind of tough too because it's like we want to be done with it, like, and then we have other things that happened, and unfortunately, it's like my health this time around. Yeah. And like you know, I hate to complain or like make up any type of excuses of, like, why I can't get something done. But this time around, like, my arms, after doing that last 
strip around the whole rig. Like, I don't know what happened, but it, like, paralyzed my hands and my arms. Yeah, I don't know if you guys saw this YouTube video we did. It was called, like, the weirdest project on the, like, van, something like that. It's definitely weird. Yeah, and so there's basically this plastic, hard plastic ring around the entire vehicle. And what it does is there's a shell on the bottom of fiberglass and then a shell on the top of fiberglass. And so what it does is that this ring kind of connects the two of them together. So it connects the top fiberglass shell with the bottom fiberglass shell. And it also acts as like a rain kind of flicking off. So the rain comes down, it hits this guard rail and then plops off. But so it's a metal rail that goes the whole way around with screws in it the whole way around. And then this plastic cover basically to cover all the screws literally the entire circumference of the vehicle and so many like when we got it the plastic was old and rotted and like basically like flaking apart like old plastic kind of just like crumbles right so as you like touch it with anything it just like completely cracks and falls apart yeah so it was pretty easy to take the whole ring off so that was you know happened in a day we just kind of went around and like it broke off so easily and then we just swept off the ground that was Uh, the easy job that the demo is always the easy job of course yeah so then we're like okay we need to get this thing back on we bought the correct um piece of plastic to put back into it the sunraider forums are actually great for that i'm pretty sure facebook has forums for every single vehicle that you could possibly think of i do wish we would like read deeper into like what tool we might need to use like for that strip as well not just the material that we needed because I'll tell you what, there's probably a tool that would change your life when it comes to that. Yeah, so we did not have this mythical life-changing tool. Yeah. Um, So we just had the strip, and so basically Frank went around the entire vehicle with the screwdriver. Is that what it's called? It was like a a screwdriver. It was kind of... What's the tool called? A drill. Yeah, I went around with with a drill (laughs) taking out all the screws that we could possibly get out that were, like, kind of rusted and and janky. And I was putting new ones in in place of those so that way that whole strip has brand new screws for all the ones that we could take out. The ones that we couldn't get out, they're just... They're kind of just stuck in there at this point. Yeah. But uh, but so I was going around taking out all those and then putting all new screws in and then getting ourselves ready to put in this new strip. And so between using the drill the whole way around the vehicle, trying to get them out, getting new ones in, and then the small, like, little meticulous detail of pushing this, like, plastic piece in the whole way around. Yeah. Um, it's just, like, all these little movements. And so Frank's forearms and, like arm muscles just like i got some type of like trigger point uh soreness like uh or i don't know if soreness is the right word i overuse my arms in a particular spot and to the point where the next day i was getting this numbing feeling in my forearm and like shooting pains at the same time and it would go numb when i would get those shooting pains and then the following day the left arm started doing it as well. So, like, it was like a delayed reaction for the left side because I don't use my left as much as my right. So I think that's why I had the delayed reaction with it. And it's been two weeks now, and today was the first day that I could say that I didn't feel like I was in absolute agony, uh, you know, during, since then, since the beginning of those pains. Yeah, which is bananas. So, you know, going back to what we were saying before is that, you know, with Everly being here, our baby, Frank is kind of even more so alone on the build. 
And so I can help out when I can help out. And if you watch the videos, like basically I can help out while she's sleeping. And then when she's not sleeping, I can't really do a lot. Yeah. So, you know, between taking her inside to feed her and change her and blah, 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 and do all that. And when Alex has an opportunity to help me, she does. It's not like she's like not trying to help in any way. And, And vice versa, too. Like I'll be on the build doing something and Alex will start to get to a point where she's like, please, I need you to tap in. And like if you're a parent, you get this. You understand. And so I tap in and I I start taking care of the baby for, you know, half hour to an hour or whatever it is. So that takes away time from that opportunity to be working on that build. And you don't realize how fast time goes when you're working on that rig. You know, it feels like that you have an abundance of time, but then you start realizing, oh, my God, I'm starting to hit this deadline that we did obviously create this deadline, Mm -hmm. you know. But the deadlines are good, so so we could get the freaking job done. Well, and also, like, we have other commitments of reasons that we're going to Florida between family and, like, a, another business opportunity down there. And then Palooza in uh, Arizona, we want to do yeah. that. So there's a lot of different things going on of why we want to be in Florida in January. Mm-hmm. So it's just, I mean, is the build going to be finished by the time that we're making this drive down there? Or will it be, like... 90% finished or will it be 80, 70% finished? And then maybe we spend a month in Florida working on it in Florida. Well, yeah. And so the other thought process on that is when we do go to Florida, we do have my, my sister there and my brother-in-law and his brother, his brother will most likely be there and has a bunch of tools. So I'd be able to like piggyback over him and grab some tools from him. And um, I'm sure that Sean would help us out in that sense. Uh, but, but yeah, it just changes the whole element of the whole thing. And there are several things that we've been fighting with, battling with when it comes to this rig. We sealed all the windows and did everything we could to stop this leak. And then miraculously, there's a leak there again. And so then we. But then miraculously, there's not a leak there again. So we resealed the actual window and uh, we had luckily the just the right amount of temperature. So five degrees Celsius is where you want the temperature to be. And which is what is that like Fahrenheit? That's like probably about. I would say about almost 30, 40, 38, 41. I think it's 41 okay. actually. Um, so we needed 41 degrees and it was exactly 41 degrees when we, you know, put this caulking on and stuff. And luckily it did seal, but I think the first day it was up there, we had rain that night, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that day I went down and I looked and it was pretty worse. full of water. It seemed almost worse. We were like, how did we fix it? And now that it's worse, but then last night, it, it downpoured. It downpoured for like two days straight. Yeah, and we're like, oh my god, we're gonna get back there, and the van's just gonna be a disaster. Because we also went away this week for a couple of days. Yeah. We booked a remote cabin in the woods. We thought it'd be really cool to like, hey, just have like a little getaway as like new parents. We've been slogging away, and like obviously yeah. we took the baby, and you know, but just a change of scenery, mm-hmm. get back out in nature. But but I pull up on the van. You know, we'll go over there, what, why we did. You know, the camp. Uh, set up that we did to get away. Um, But when I got back to the camper van, I looked down and the whole area is basically dry. Like there's no, almost no moisture in there. And the moisture that could have possibly been there could have came from like the door or something so simple. And like, we just kind of expected there to be a huge puddle. So like, wow, I I guess it's fixed, you know? I don't, it's just so (laughs) strange. But, I mean, hopefully it's fixed because then we can move on to do the kitchen and, like, actually build some things. Mm -hmm. Because realistically, all we have left to do is build out the kitchen. Yeah. Obviously, we got to put in the couple of lights that we have missing right now that are just wires. Yeah. We need to redo the flooring 
um, sanding, painting, things like mm-hmm. that, which mm-hmm. almost might be better to do in Florida. Yeah. Because the temperature is so low here. I'm not sure if the paint will actually set properly if you're not in like a controlled environment. Yeah, I agree. I think that it would probably be better to do it in Florida in the winter because also on top of that, it's not the rainy season there. So the humidity is kind of tolerable at that point, you know, so it might be like the perfect timing to do that there. And we could always like drag a dehumidifier inside, you know, yeah. like there's, there is... I think as we're having this conversation, we're realizing that we could, we're still going to get everything that we could get done here, but there are certain things that we're most likely going to have to get done in Florida. Yeah, like maybe we get like most of all of the carpentry done and yeah. then have everything sanded and yeah. ready to paint yeah. and then get down there and actually paint it. Yeah. That might be a really good plan. Actually. I don't know. Yeah. Now we're just like, you know, figuring it out as we go, obviously. It, it kind of feels like we're pushing the timeline, but at the same time, it's going to have to sell when it's there anyway. So if we could put the finishing touches on it when we're there, and then, then they we don't have to worry pristine. about, we don't have to worry about dinging it on the way with all like the baby stuff, right. and, you know, all that. So, uh, it will be a fun experience to get an opportunity to live out of it with the baby. Yeah. And, and actually that's what kind of this last weekend was about for Alex and I. Yeah, so being able to get away with Everly and see what that kind of looks like, feels like. Um, you know, we've been doing house life since she's been born. Oh, man. I'm, I love house life, but also at the same time, I can't wait to get away from it. It was just really nice to like, I, okay, both of us really like living in tiny spaces is what yeah. we're realizing. Yeah. And so we were in this tiny little cabin and it was just so nice to be like cozy and tight, like close to each other. Like we're right there. Um, kind of have everything that you need right at your fingertips. You don't have to like, you know, sometimes I'll be in the basement and I'm like, Oh my God, like I'm trying to rock the baby to sleep or something. And then I like need something, but then like, I can't reach my phone and I can't do that. And then Frank's on the other side of the house and I can't like yell because so damn far. And even if I did yell, like he probably wouldn't even hear me, but then I would wake the baby up and you know, so it's like, Oh my God, you know? So I don't know. I just really like the tiny living. It was really nice to be in nature, like to go for a walk in the forest and like, be intentional, have like a nice campfire. One thing I thought that would be harder when we were away in that two days was like when we're in a tiny space, you know, the crying of the baby, right? Speaking of which. Speaking of, uh, the crying of the baby I thought would be like kind of unbearable or hard. And I realized that it was super easy. Like it didn't feel so bad. Hold on. Give us one second. Let's go check on the baby. We'll be right back. And we're back about 15 minutes later. That one was actually a quick one for us getting her back down. And, uh, yeah, going back to the cabin, sorry for the interruption, but that's just how babies are. So sorry, not sorry, I guess. I think that's just our lives right now. Like, we go to work on the van. We need to hang out with the baby. We go to work on the vlog. We need to hang out with the baby. Not complaining at all, but it's just, I think most people at two months postpartum are, like, not working. Yeah. Yeah. And we're still trying to do all the things that we were doing before, like posting on social media, doing the podcast, putting out a video every week. And on top, I feel like we're adding stuff. You know, there's so many other things that have been added, you know, like me, I've been refereeing, you know, which is something that was not on our list of things that was going on previously. Mm -hmm. And then we're also helping my sister with her basement. Yeah. So renovating her basement for her, um, and then the van build. And then also we've, uh, taken on potentially a bus build. So we are just stacking the plate, you know, 
like right now we have a towering cake or something in front of us that we have to try to devour and break down little by little. But if you eat it too fast, you know what happens? You get a tummy ache. You know what I'm saying? So we're trying to avoid that tummy ache and try to just get things done as we're going. But let's go back to that cabin. Like, how did you feel in in the small space with our baby and what what did what did it bring like realizations of for you? Honestly, it felt easy. Right. Like I I don't feel like we were. It wasn't like more stressful being in the small space with her. It was almost like I don't know. It just it felt like maybe she was in a good mood also because yeah. of the fresh air and yeah. you know whatever. But she was pretty easy and manageable. Mm-hmm. Um. Like, last night, for example, we were back in the house, and she was just, like, it took, like, an hour plus for her to go to bed. She was just, like, having a time. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, the, like, three nights that we were away, she went to bed pretty easy every night. Yeah, she knocked out pretty quickly. Yeah. And maybe it is the traveling aspect to it. It is, you know, not only tiring for her, but tiring for us, you know? And Mm -hmm. she sleeps really great in the car when we're driving, too. So Which is very lucky. Which I think helps us, again, on top of, like, the nighttime sleeping, you know? The the way that we follow, uh, we follow, like, this 90-minute, you know, cycle to try to get her to sleep every 90 minutes. Um, And if she does sleep, it normally tends to reward us with more sleep at night. You know, Mm -hmm. if she sleeps more during the day, we're good for the night. And I find that when we're in the house and when we're not, like, going out, like, say we have a full day at home, she'll nap for maybe, like, 20 minutes, like, 15, 20 minutes. Like, I'll spend basically 20 minutes trying to get her to fall asleep, and then she'll maybe sleep for another 15, 20 minutes, and then she's awake again. Whereas, like, when we were on doing these drives or going for walks or, like, doing other things, she'll knock out for, like, two or three hours. Yeah, maybe because she was, like, created in this lifestyle, you know? (laughs) Of traveling and movement and all these different things and fresh air. Like, we were always outside. Well, and even, like, the entire, like, pregnancy, we were driving a ton. We were driving a ton. You were night snorkeling. We were out on boats. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, we were doing so many different things during your pregnancy. It wasn't like we were just... Uh, you know, sitting around and doing nothing. We were going on an adventure during that time. Yeah, so maybe when we're sitting around doing nothing, she gets antsy and wants to, you know, or just maybe doesn't get tired as much as she does when we're, like, doing stuff. Well, even, for instance, like, today, she, you know, I would say around noon, she was kind of fussy. It was getting really close to that time where she needed to get back to sleep. Otherwise, she would be a fussball. And we decided to go for a walk. And that walk, the moment we got outside and the moment Alex took about four steps away from the property, she was out cold. Mm-hmm. You know, so it just goes to show for us, our baby loves the fresh air, it seems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm excited. I mean, obviously, when we get into the, like, doing... Doing a nice little cabin weekend was nice, but, uh, you know, it's not the same as, like, living in a vehicle. So I think that the next big test, you know, we've done an overnight successfully, multiple overnight, you know, like two or three nights away successfully. Yeah. Um, And so I think the next big test will be the road trip from... Toronto to Florida. Yeah, one thing I know that will change for sure during that would be like the amount of driving that we get to do in a single turn and you know how many times you might have to stop for you to be able to feed her or us to change her. Yeah, like you know. we have a bad habit when we're road tripping, especially when we know we want to be somewhere, we can just like 
go and we'll like drive for like 10 or 12 hours in a day yeah, which normally, i don't think will be possible normally we try not to do that so much no normally but we try i mean to do it's like happened four, but yeah definitely i think with the baby we might get four like good hours of driving in right you know so the trip down to florida is probably gonna take us two weeks i know which is crazy rate. right <laughs> yeah. so like i you know obviously we're gonna take a stop in new york and see your brother and his family but still even that is eight hours away yeah so that might right? take two days to get might, to new york <laughs> which is crazy or we just like bite the bullet and start driving at like 9 p.m. when we know she's going to sleep for, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, you know, you kind of have to like plan your your drives and your day around the kid now instead of just, okay, when do we want to leave? Yeah. The one thing that makes me a little bit worried about that is like we'll be driving through upstate New York and like uh, Canada, wilderness Canada, you know, so I worry more about like the animals running across the street. At yeah. That like obviously it's always safer to drive during the day, yeah. but like what worries me about it is that like just the packing of everything and like having everything in the car and like, it's, yeah. we'll probably spend like two or three days packing the car before we even leave. Mm. And then the morning of like to get out of the house just a couple of days ago, it took like until 2 p.m. to be able to leave the house. Yeah, but we for sure overpacked one and two. I would say the difference is, is we would be putting stuff into the rig to like live out of it. So I think the things that would just be a little bit in the way would be like maybe the bassinet or, you know, right, like but certain like, did things. Did we actually overpack that much? I don't think we did. We yeah. used every single thing that we brought. Every single piece of clothing mm-hmm. she wore. By, yeah. the, by the time we were coming home, we were putting her in the least dirty of her clothes. I don't think we overpacked for her I think we overpacked for us but it's like two or three extra clothing items yeah, which sure. isn't really like that crazy yeah. but like all the kitchen stuff that I brought we used all of the bedding we used all of the the bassinet like mm-hmm. all of the things that we brought we used yeah I would say the difference would be is that our stuff would be in the rig in particular spots already like you know we would have it packed probably a week before we even leave right and we would go okay what do we have you know it i think it will be easier because we're not having to set it up technically speaking like it would already be set up on the way like when we got to that tiny cabin we had to set everything up that was probably the most frustrating part of the whole thing in my opinion was just like uh, figuring out where everything was going to go so that way we could actually Mm -hmm. use the open space area you know properly Mm -hmm. my wheels are starting to turn about like how on earth are we going to pack for this trip and pack for a trip within the trip and how much stuff are we going to bring and then we want to technically leave the vehicle empty when we're done so like what can we actually bring like if we bring our whole kitchen set up then we might end up but we're going to put all that stuff on an airplane back to canada afterwards like you know it just like, what What are we actually bringing? Do we just you sell know? that all with the rig and have to buy all new stuff? <laughs> or do we, like, put it all in a bin and leave it at one of your family members' places yeah. in Florida? Yeah, we could. You know, but then it's like, I don't know. I'm just thinking, like, how much clothes do we bring? And, how you know, do we bring enough for a whole week Seven so that days. when we're at Schoolie Palooza that we have... You know, everything that we need for that and then just recycle those clothes for the two months. Yeah, I would say the one good thing about that is that where we're going in Florida and where we'd be going for schoolie probably have a similar climate in the sense of it being warm. The only difference would be is at night for schoolie, it would probably get cold because it's in the desert, right? So you'd have to definitely have, which we would have anyway going down because we're going to be 
dressed, you know, to be warmer on the way down. Right. But then we need to pack a suitcase to go from Florida, fly to Arizona. Yeah. So then it's not even like we could just have all the stuff in the rig. Well, technically at that point, I think that we fly back to Florida and then we could figure out what we're going to bring back to Canada with us. Yeah, I'm just... I'm fretting about how are we going to even get to Arizona and have all the things that we need in Arizona and then blah, blah, blah. But like uh, a good piece of advice I heard a long time ago was like, you know, you shouldn't worry too much about packing because as long as you have your passport and a wallet. You can buy everything else if you you absolutely have to. Exactly. Like if you need to run to a store and pick up XYZ, you could always get it. Yeah. But you can't replace your IDs and your wallet, you know. But if you've got a credit card, you can get out of all of your problems. I think the one thing for me that uh, I realized is when we were in the tiny cabin, it felt like we were out more. You know, like, even like though in, we were in the tiny cabin quite often, we mm-hmm. were, like, walked around. We were outside. We, like, bre- were breathing the fresh air. And I feel like in a house, we're not doing that as much, you know. And and we do. Like, don't get me wrong. It's beautiful here, and we do get outside. But it just doesn't feel the same. It feels like that everything is work right now. Well, I also think, too, because we were mindfully taking the time off of work while we were there. Yeah. There wasn't that stress of, like... Like, right now, I feel like, personally, anytime that the baby's not awake, mm-hmm. I need to be on my computer or on my phone answering emails, answering comments, editing something, yeah. you know, working, 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 because there's so much to do, and I feel like I have so limited hours Yeah, that when I'm not taking care of her, I feel like I need to be doing something else. And if I'm not doing something else, I feel like I'm not being productive. And then you start to get stressed. And then I start to get stressed. So Mm. unless it's like taking a shower or something like that, which I really enjoy and like definitely helps my mental health for sure. Yeah. Um, It's just like there's my to-do list in my brain is like a thousand it's long. Yeah. And I don't feel like I have the time or energy to accomplish it all. Yeah. Yeah. I totally understand that um, in the sense of the way that you talk about it, because I've been aware of this for quite some time now. <laughs> for me, I don't I don't think the same. And I know that Alex holds a lot more of the weight on her mind of all the things that have to get done. And I really do appreciate her for it. I am thinking about them things and I am thinking about getting them done, but I also am like noticing the barriers that we have for certain things. And also I want to make sure that we stay mentally healthy rather than just like work, 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 you know, like I want us to be like, like, I enjoy doing this. And not only do I enjoy doing this, but I want to do this, not I have to do it, you know. And I understand that there is a, a crossroad there because there's going to be times where you have to do things. But, like, I don't want to do things where it gets to the point where I feel like that I'm just not happy. Mm-hmm. You know, you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I know that... I love doing what we do. I love making this podcast. I love making the videos. Like, I really do enjoy the process of it and the journey of it. But also at the same time, there's things that just come up that happen that might get in the, in the way of, like, putting out that video. Or it being, like, uh, you know, half a day late or whatever it is. And that, it sucks. But we also want it done well. 
Like, mm-hmm. we don't want to rush a project and make it worse for the people. Mm-hmm. I think this is probably, like, the biggest source of conflict in our relationship, uh-huh. generally. Yeah. Is that I'm, like, we have a deadline. Yeah. And we have to have it done by the deadline. Yeah. Obviously, nobody's knocking at our door. Or there's no. no boss or there's no, you know. We are the boss. Right? Yeah, We're doing it to ourselves. Right. Or yeah. I'm doing it to us probably <laughs> more than anybody. Yeah. But it's like. Better you saying it than me. Yeah. It's like the video needs to be out by this day in my mind, because if we don't get this one out, then we're not going to get the next one out. And then the next one is going to be even later. And then blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And we have commitments to people like commitments to brands and commitments mm-hmm. to other people that we need to get this content out and deadlines that we've committed to with them. Yeah. You know, so then I would say we always try to stick to that though. Like that, those are the deadlines where we're not necessarily making those. Like they kind of came up from the brand itself. So we, yeah, try, to, or like we try to we, stick to those. We agree to things because yeah. you know, they, especially right now, it's like the holiday season. Everybody wants things. Mm-hmm. Before Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. Because they want to be able to sell their products or do whatever yep. or get the brand recognition before the holiday season and everybody's out of money and blah, blah, blah. And nobody's shopping anymore. And we right? understand that. Yeah. So, like, we're trying to, like, be cognizant and have agreed to things that yeah. we might not be able to deliver on. Well, I think everything we'll be able to deliver on. You know, like, we we had to make a trip over the U.S. border to go pick up a product. And, and that's something we have to deliver on. And we only take on products that we actually believe in and we want to you we're know, like excited about like, yeah like we just got a freaking inflatable hot tub and i'm excited about that thing <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get that thing up and run it asap i might do that this week yeah. uh but you know it, it's a product that we'll talk real about too you know we'll tell you if we like it and how long it takes to get heated you know obviously it's an inflatable hot tub so it probably takes a little bit longer than the like a actual like seven thousand dollar hot tub, hot tub yeah, you but know the price is definitely <laughs> yeah much different yeah but yeah I, I think that um you know alex and i have these struggles uh, within our business relationship you know and and the hardest thing for us since we work together i think is just remembering that these certain things are business and and our love life is separated you know like we i, I think we do a pretty good job at it like remember they're just so intercommingled. Yeah, yeah, they are. But I, I do believe, like at least it seems for me, that like those frustrations don't turn back and make me feel like I'm not in love with her mm-hmm. in any way. Because no, I'm totally I mean we're never like actually fighting about anything. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like you do a very good job of like reminding me that nothing is that like critical yeah important <laughs> i mean if it was like our daughter's health or your health and sure, my health but i mean like, i'm talking about like the work yeah, stuff you know yeah like, and that's that's and you're always reminding me to like you know calm down and so oh, read a book that, put that away yeah don't worry about i try that. to and i know it frustrates her sometimes when i do that but i know that it's like an opportunity for her to come back to like reality and like just be present in that moment because i know how hard and how rough it could be when you let your mind kind of take control of all the things and you just get sucked away from the present moment. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? I think that's the biggest thing in my opinion. And half of the things that I'm doing today is so I can be present, you know, like I try to do a lot of things. So I'm, I'm here with our family, you Mm -hmm. know, and and I'm here for us and I'm, I'm, when I am doing the build stuff, I try to be present in that moment of the build, you know? And, and I think that's the difference between men and women, though. Yeah. Just generally, 
biologically speaking, mm-hmm. men are like single focus. Yeah. Like they're out for the hunt. All they have to worry about is the hunt. Whereas the woman is back at the camp and has to worry about the kids, has to have the head on the swivel in case they're under attack, has to be making, you know, the dinner and the grains and doing this and doing that. And like the woman is like literally constantly got 40 different things that they're thinking about, that they're worried about, that they're checking behind their shoulder. Whereas the man's just like out doing one thing. And that's the one thing. Well, I and think I think that's how we evolved by, you know, as humans. Yeah. And I think we always have to take that into, into consideration, like, you know, as a couple, as a, a straight couple, you know, I should yeah. say, because, you know, Alex is the female in our relationship, but I'm the male in our relationship, yeah. you know, and, and the... The whole thing is, is that like I know that she takes on those burdens because I could I physically see her go through it. Well, that's um, the whole. Like, and she I tells me. We were talking about mental load the other day. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think you knew what that was when I said it to you. Um, I understood what it was, but I didn't understand, like the way that you thought about it was different than mine in the sense of like I have this task I have to do. This is my task, and I'm going to do that task, and that's it. And you're, like, doing 15 other tasks at once. And, like, you know, I don't know if I'm... It's just me. It might be just me. It might... Or I might be aligned with a group of men that think like this, Mm -hmm. you know? And there could be groups of men that think more like how you think, you know? Yeah, I wonder if it's, like, type A versus type B. I'm definitely type B. I always thought that I was type B. You are not type B, babe. (laughs) I love you so much, but you are not type B. Like, let's put it this way. The reason why or the way our lifestyle happened by traveling on the road was because of Alex, because she put together a fucking spreadsheet of every single dollar that I had to save to be able to do this by myself if I wanted to. I gladly invited her along because it was the most beautiful thing a single soul has ever done for me. And, you know, I, I was in love with her at that point. And at that so, point? Not anymore? Well, no. I'm just saying, like, you know, <laughs> I knew for sure I was in love with you at that point in, in our relationship. And, yes, I still am in love with you. And the, the, the thing is, is that that's a type A personality trait. Full on. Through and through. What happened to me? I used to be so cool yeah. and chill. That's always arguable. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, see, I don't know you... Uh, from before your, you know, uh, executive assistant days. That's fair. Maybe my old career, like, kicked it into me. It might have. It might have put that, you know, a type A personality, you know, into you even more. You probably already had it, you know. I think everybody kind of has the opportunity to be a little bit one or the other or that might be sitting on the fence and something happens that kicks you into the relaxed, laid-back type of you know, B personality or the type A. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so back to mental load, it's basically like generally one person in the relationship is juggling all the balls in their mind in terms mm-hmm. of like, where do we have to be? And when do we have to be there? And what are we going to eat? And where are we going to go? And how, who's getting dressed and has the laundry been done? And <laughs> what about the dishwasher? And like, Oh, like if we don't get that done today, then tomorrow it's going to be raining. So we're not going to be able to do it. And like, I do got to say, I think a lot more about a lot of those things now. Like, since we had the baby and, like, trying to help share the, you know, the workload around the house and, you know, been cooking breakfast every morning. A lot of the time I make lunch, you know, and and so a lot of the time I'm doing both breakfast and lunch for us as well as, you know, making sure the diapers are going in the laundry. And, you know, as noticeable as it is sometimes, 
it goes unnoticed, you know, and it's okay. Like, I don't care if it goes noticed or not, but then there'll be times where I think that you have done it like maybe two times in a row. And then you start to think like, oh, like I'm the only one doing this. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I, I feel like I've picked up a lot more, uh, like trying to help you out and all the different things, mm-hmm. you know? That's my my thought on it, but obviously you might be. No, I'm definitely glad that we share a lot of the load in terms of like the things that need to get done around the house. I do feel like often I'm the one asking for the thing. You know what I mean? Like it's not necessarily like a self led endeavor. Uh, Sometimes it is, but but I think that because you're seeing it, you're looking over at it, and you go, "Oh shit, that has to get done." Then you you announce it to me. You know, and and dun, 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 dun. and that's fine. But I probably have thought about it too. I'm just like, does it have to get done this second? Like, what am I doing right now that is either more important or like, does it have to happen right? It's this usually second? watching a basketball game. Sure, it could be that. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, sure. Sometimes I think you're that. better at turning off too. I am. I'm great I'm at turning terrible off. Terrible at turning. I'm off. fucking awesome at turning off. Like, <laughs> click goodbye. <laughs> Back of my mind, buddy. Yeah. And then I'm like, hey, uh, we still have like four hours of work. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, put the, yeah. yeah. I'm taking a 10 minute break. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny because I could like, I could legitimately turn it off. And I think it's a, probably a coping mechanism, a part of my, in my life. Maybe. You know what I mean? Like the shit that I just kind of went through as a kid growing up and like being able to kind of like stop being there. Fair. You know, and, and enter a whole different realm of thought process in my mind because I'm just like, I'm able to turn it off because of, you know, possibly the traumas that I went through in my life, you know, and then and maybe that's not a great thing, but also at the same time, I'm seeing it as a benefit right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like the silver lining of something, you know, sure. like, uh, I, I think that it's a great thing that I can turn off, but sometimes I think... I might default to it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like when things are getting overwhelming, I probably default to it. Is that why you spend 40 minutes in the bathroom every time? No, I spend 40 <laughs> minutes in the bathroom because I have a weird... Uh, Let's not talk yeah, about this okay. anymore. <laughs> People are just going to be like, you have a weird what? Yeah, we'll yeah. stop it. I have a weird... Okay, yeah, let's keep going. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, but I th- honestly, I think we're managing pretty well. Let me just say, it, coffee definitely has changed my experience in the bathroom. Okay, okay. good to know. Go ahead. Um, yeah, I think we're managing pretty well. Like I said, I feel like most people at this point in their you know, postpartum journey, like some people, I guess, would be maybe getting ready to go back to work. Like if you worked a regular job yeah. in the United States, what do you get? Like eight to six weeks, I think. Yeah. So as like, a male, I don't know about female. I think it's almost the same. Probably, I, I think it's know. like maybe two weeks more. Maybe yeah. Like weeks, you get like two weeks. months, maybe some, some companies top you up to three months. Yeah. Yeah. So I think at my old job, it would be three months. Okay. Um, so we would be kind of coming to the end of the maternity leave. But the nice thing about having an actual maternity leave is that for that time, whether it's three, two months or 12 months that you would get in Canada, 12 to 15 months, actually 18, it's like you can extend it a really long time. Um, you don't have to be thinking about working at all. Yeah. Like the only thing that you have to be thinking about is taking care of your new baby. And so I think the downside 
of running your own business, running your own business. And like, I love the freedom that it gives us. I love the travel that it gives us. I love so many aspects of our life, but if we stop working, we don't get paid. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And if we don't get paid, we can't pay our bills. There you go. And then we go into debt and Alex and I are very clear about the fact that we never want to be in debt. Yeah. And so it just, it feels more stressful because it's not like, Oh, I'm just getting like my, uh, maternity leave paycheck. And like, maybe it is a little bit less than your regular paycheck. And like, maybe there are some like things that you might have to like adjust in your lifestyle to make that work, especially if you want to extend it for like a longer period of time. Um, but you don't have to think about your emails. You don't have to think about your work. Like it's literally, you're taking that time to singly focus on your family. I mean, I know people work hard for that. And I think that we work hard enough for that as well, you know, for the, to be able to reap that benefit. But unfortunately having your own business just doesn't allow that to happen. If you haven't paid into some type of fund that has created that for you. Does that even exist? Well, I'm sure that you could put away money as a business owner to say, Oh, when this comes up in my life, I could pay myself for six months. Yeah, and like maybe if you, we were you, like multi-billion business people, or like even, even just like but way, even, even if we were making hundreds of thousands of dollars, you'd be able to do that. You know what I mean? Like you'd be able to put a fund aside that would cover you for a time period that either you're ill or you have a baby or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You know, would your business go into a complete pause? Most well, likely, like everybody should have three to six months, or two, what is it like one to three months of expenses. In an emergency fund, just in case whatever happens. But that's an emergency fund. I know, and I don't want to dip into that. Like, technically, we could have turned around and said, okay, we have enough money to float our bills for X amount of months. Yeah. Let's just not work and not worry about it. Sure. But I don't think that I have that. You don't have that mental capacity. No, you don't. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have that. And that's kind of the funny part about the whole situation. I think that even if you were working a regular nine to five, I don't know if you would have been able to turn off the switch I don't and say, know what I, I don't know. I'm, what I'm, would I do with my days? You would be very, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> what are you going to say? You'd be interesting. Let's say that much. You'd be an interesting person to be around. I wonder if this is why like first time parents get so like, uh, anxious and like flustered over their kids. Yeah. I mean, obviously we're generalizing and like, you know, yeah, whatever. like, please don't take anything that we're saying to no. heart or personally or anything like that. We're not trying to insult anybody. We're just whatever. shooting the shit about ourselves, basically. Yeah. <laughs> but like, if you literally have nothing else going on, that sounds rude. But like, if, if the only thought that you have to worry about is your kid. Right. Then, you don't have to worry about much else. You, I mean, obviously, like food, the regular things around yeah, your house. Yeah, but like, but no work, no bills have to be worried about. Do being you paid. fret more about the kid? Yeah, I don't probably because you have nothing else to really like zone in on. Well, and that's why people who, when they have their second kid, are much more lenient parents because yeah. now they have the first kid to worry about and the second kid to worry about. So they just don't have the mental capacity to like fret as much about the second kid that they did to fret about the first kid. Yeah. Alex and I are trying our hardest to make our first kid our second kid. (laughs) (laughs) We're wiping off suckers and stuff and just sticking it back in our mouth, you know? (laughs) We're like, you're crying, but you're okay. You're okay. You're going to be fine. Things are going to be okay. Like chill out. And they also say, like, calm parents have calm kids. Yeah. You know, which who knows? Some babies are just colicky, and what are you going to do? But well, would you have a calm kid then, Alex? Well, you don't think I'm a calm person? <laughs> I mean, the way you reacted, it, you felt slightly calm. <laughs> I think I'm pretty chill. You are. You are very chill. 
for a type A person. I'm just busting your balls. You are. You are a very chill type A person. Because I've met some other type A people that are just very high strung. Right. You know, and like if things don't get done, like the house might blow up. (laughs) But but like really, you are very chill. You're not like a full on type A, you know, but you are definitely more driven that way. Yeah. Like I think like your write up is, you know, these are the tasks. This is the order they get done in. And let's go. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I try to be. I feel like it's really hard to just even, like, keep my brain on straight these days. Like, I feel like well, I have just so many different things that I'm thinking about. And then I'm like, okay, I have 20 minutes to do 100 things. Yeah. Where do I even begin? You know, it's kind of funny because even with everything, even with everything, sorry, I yawned real quick, getting tired from the whole day. This is <laughs> 10 o'clock at night for us. Um, but... Even with everything going on, we're getting everything done. You know, ish. Everything's getting done. It's not about ish, right? It's everything is getting done. You know what I'm saying? Like the podcast is going out, the videos are going out. We're editing videos. We're getting better at editing videos. We taken we take we took a course to get better at editing videos. You know that we're kind that was of, when we were pregnant. Yeah, I know, but like we're using that advantage now about making the videos. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, sure. There's a lot of other things that we could implement, but like once again, time is of the essence. So mm-hmm. you know, sometimes when I put the videos out, like obviously I like our content and I'm glad. You know, whatever. But I'm if. Uh, it's like if I had X amount more hours, I would XXX in the video. Yeah. You know, but I just don't feel like it's the last couple of ones. I'm just like, whatever, it's done. Get it out. And they've been pretty good. Yeah. They've been pretty good. Like uh, when I watch them back, I'm like, oh, that was great. But then I'll look back and I'm like, ah, we should have got more B-roll footage of X, Y, and Z. You sure. Know? Yeah. But I think even like even our content from like a year ago, two years ago, whatever, like you could always be improving and you can always get better. And mm-hmm. everything is a season in life too. So yeah. like, you know, if this is a season of just like, okay, we're just, you know, maintaining and like trying to get better every video, but like maybe not making like leaps and bounds. Yeah. Right. Like if we're just, you know, telling a good story mm-hmm. and getting it out and that's what we can manage, then that's what we can manage. Yeah. And I think that's the full idea of the whole thing is like, let's, get what we could get out you know try to make a great story for people to entertain them you know be ourselves which i i love the fact that we get to be ourselves in our videos we don't have to be anybody else you know we get to laugh together we get to have mm-hmm. fun together we get to dance together mm-hmm. you know we get to do all these different things it's, it's so beautiful that we get to do all these things mm-hmm. you know and the fact that we do get to spend as much time as we get with our daughter i feel like is insanely awesome mm-hmm. and that's why i want to give her this opportunity to like have this life of travel for a little bit you know <clears throat> early in her life maybe it's something that she grows accustomed to loving yeah. and wants to continue and we continue to give her structure in the sense of parents and we could give her structure in the sense of a home that home just happens to move you know we could get her structure in the sense of friends you know uh, that girl is going to be so loved everywhere she goes. Mm-hmm. You know, like look at all the people that we know today, and all the people that are listening and watching, and all the people that are Patreons. You know, just supporting our dream and our journey, and all the gifts that we've been getting from everybody. It's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. We're so lucky. Yeah. You know, and I, I think we need to always remember that and 
and take that all into consideration when we're doing stuff Mm because we want to give you guys the best products that we could absolutely give you well and honestly that's where a lot of the like the drive comes from is that i know that there are people who are counting on us and who Mm. want us to make these things and who want to see what's going on and who want the updates and who I feel like we're delivering for. But at the same time, those people that we're delivering for, when we talk to them, we tell them what's going on. You know what they say to us? Take your time. We're here. Don't worry. (laughs) Yeah. We're here. They're like, we love you. We know. And we love them for that. You know, we love them for that. We love them for the fact that they they enjoy our journey as humans, you know, like, Mm And they can relate to us and, you know, and, and cheer us on. Um, and we're just so thankful for that, you know. Yeah. I, I, and that's why I'm always like, let's let's try to put out the best product that we can. You know, totally. not like, yes, I would love to put out three videos a week. Oh, my God, I would not. But I'm, I'm saying, like, <laughs> if we could deliver content all the time, right. we have the ability to do that. Right. I'd love to. But right. we just don't have that capacity, right. you know. If somebody wants to come and live with us and edit our videos. And realistically, we're doing that. We're putting out a podcast. We're putting out a video. We're on TikTok and Instagram. My and new thing in my head is that I feel like I have to put out a piece on social media every single day. Well, and so that's my point. Yeah. We're putting out content every freaking day. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. Whether it's a story or a post or a TikTok or a Facebook video, old content that we've created that we're making compilation videos for, like all the different things, we're doing it. Mm-hmm. We're doing it. It's there for you guys, you know, and we're thankful when you guys watch it. Yeah. You know? And we we really enjoy it. So, yeah, just I just want to say thank you. Yeah. We're super grateful for sure. Yeah. And so getting back to, you know, the story at hand, I guess, is like, I think that we're missing being on the road and meeting you guys on the road and, and just being out there. So we're looking forward to that opportunity and that day that comes that we can be on the road and we could go down and we could visit everybody and we could see people and we could go to schoolie for the first time, you know, mm-hmm. too bad it won't be in the schoolie. I that, know. That'd been dope. Schoolie for the first time in a schoolie. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get there though. I know we will. I'm not It's interesting about because it. I don't know if we should mention this, but there's been some like, we've heard some drama around this schoolie palooza that there's like two schoolie paloozas, like a real schoolie palooza and a fake schoolie palooza. I'll just say this much. I'm going to the real schoolie palooza. But I don't even know what that is. I know what the real schoolie palooza is. It's the last week of January. But like, it seems like all of the promotion and everything is for the other schoolie palooza. Well, but those are the people that are trying to run the schoolie palooza business as a business rather than as it being a nomadic gathering that just happens. Yeah, I just wonder if like... We're going to miss all the people. No, I don't think so. And if we do, fuck them. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't wondered. think we're going to miss them. You know, especially we'll put out some posts and, and some things saying we're coming to schoolie and these are the dates we're going there, you know. I want to find, like, who could we talk to that could actually, like, give us the dirt on this? I talked to some people that gave me some dirt on it, but that's, you know, not for me to... Uh, no, but I don't necessarily it. mean the dirt, but I mean, like, I want to talk to some of the, like, the original schoolie people, the original schoolie palooza people. Yeah. And I want to have them on the show, and I want to talk to them about, like, what is the event, and why is it so special, and okay, when is so, it? Okay, so, I think I have a plan. The plan is to put out some Instagram stories. <laughs> And find someone. And find who the schoolie palooza people are, the original, the OG ones. Yeah. And if one person says it's one and one person says the other, right, we're going to have them both on. 
battle it out. But it, but we're not going to tell them. You know what I'm saying? We're going to bring them on and then like video we'll chat. We'll do like a compilation chat. episode and like yeah. put their like story right next to each other and like fact check. Dun, dun, dun. You guys ready for the drama? Yeah. I'm just interested because. Am I the drama? <laughs> Me? Me? No. No. Yeah, I'm just, I, well, A, I want to make sure that we're actually going to the right event. Yeah. And, like, that we're going to be there and there's going to be people there and it's the right one, you know? The way I look at that is when we show up, whoever's there, it's the right event. Yeah, and I mean, that's how we always traveled in the band is that, like, we are where we're supposed to be when we're supposed to be there. And we're meeting the people that we're supposed to meet and we're connecting with the people that we're supposed to connect with. And, like, yeah, we might have missed that that and their other you know who yeah, were sure. here but whatever sure. you know like we're here to connect with the people that we connect with and that's it yeah yeah so with all that being said you know where we just want to say thank you so much to you guys we hope that you really enjoyed this episode as well you know it's it's just bear with us. We're doing our best. <laughs> doing our freaking best. You know, I don't know if we have to apologize. I'm not, but that was an apology. No. I should bear with us. I know. You know I didn't say sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Just bear with us. You know, we're, we're here to, to drop the content for you guys. I know you're here to listen. Uh, we love you guys and we're so thankful for you all. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the content will keep coming and we get so many awesome you know, little written things to us, whether it's through Patreon, people come to Patreon, or it's through, uh, like, Instagram DM of people just saying how we inspired them, how they found our podcast, how they're so thankful for it. And, you know, it's it's mind-blowing. It's mm-hmm. honestly mind-blowing, and I love that. You know, I love seeing those messages. So if you're one of those people, feel free to reach out to us, whether it's on Instagram, become a Patreon, on YouTube, whatever it is, just let us know where you found us. Let us know that you found the podcast and that you started watching other content of ours via the podcast. Mm -hmm. I feel like the podcast fam is like really legit too. Hella strong. You know, like these are the people who like really like, obviously, you know, we have the the YouTube content and that's like 20 minutes a week, you know, kind of, but like the podcast people are like, we're like really getting to know each other. I feel like these are like the deep cuts. These are the conversations that are like, you're actually getting to like hang out with us and get to know us. Obviously you get that on the YouTube as well, but like the YouTube is a very highly edited you know, not in super highly edited, but like, it's, you know, it's trying to tell a specific story and it's cutting to tell that story. Yeah. Whereas we could talk more about those little bits and pieces in between on the podcast that like right. you might have missed in the video, right. you know, and I, I, I love that, you know, for this group, group of people that has been created within the FNA Van Life podcast. And mm. we're so thankful for that. And I agree that like, this is the, this is like the people that really know us like deeply. Yeah. Or getting to know us deeply. Yeah. We have so much more to tell you about ourselves in general. And we have just life happening in front of us every single day. Mm. And you're going to get the firsthand experience of that with us, you know? Here on the pod. Yeah, here on the FNA Van Life Podcast. Yeah. So if you do love the show, be sure to drop a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, It really helps the show grow and find new people. And it's definitely, it's growing. I mean, we've got, you know, more listeners every week. And we're super grateful for that because this podcast has always been a real passion project. Yeah. Um, This is like not a major stream of income for us. No, no, we do it for fun. And also I would say if you really like it and you think a friend would like it, please share it out to your friend, you know, like maybe we help grow this community together and then you have another thing to talk about with your buddy. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's kind of fun. Yeah, I love that. But yeah, with all that being said, we appreciate you guys. We love you all, and we hope you have an FNA day. Hey, everybody knows it's true. Band Life YouTube channel, what they do. Everybody's got to get money. Everybody's about to get money. Make sure you subscribe to their YouTube channel, FNA Van Life. All that.